What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 100 of the CanadianInvest.com podcast. We made it, Mom and Dad. Uh, we did it. <laughs> joining me, as always, is Brett. Yeah. What's Mr. Up? 4 out of 10. That's right. <laughs> do, you, do you find it annoying that you have to explain your 4 out of 10 review scale every single time you give a good game 4 out of 10? No. People, <laughs> people will just eventually figure it out. They'll, they'll know eventually. That you just hate games? I don't hate games. That's not how the 4 out of 10 works. It doesn't mean I hate games. And joining us for episode 100 is Tyler Hodgkinson. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Uh, from Tyler Talks Games. And where else would we know you? Who, for, for people who aren't familiar with you, uh, oh, who are you? Yeah, well, I'm Tyler. <laughs> uh, no, I'm the host of Digital Circus. Uh, you can find that on Rogers. I know it's broadcast like across Ontario, possibly Canada. I wish I really knew. Uh, they don't tell me much. I just go in and I make a TV show and then it airs somewhere. Um, typically, it's on Sundays at 1030. So uh, we have about a new episode each month. Uh, the format is essentially every single episode is, is going to be different. Um, so whether that's in theme, we'll have an episode about ethics and journalism. And then and the next episode will be about um, Sonic. So it's really kind of dumb and, and flighty, and then sometimes it's uh, completely serious and, and more on the educational side. So um, that's where you can find me on the TV, I guess. Cool. And for, for, to, to, get you, to get to know you a little bit, how do you describe yourself as a gamer? Like, Are you a console guy? Are you a PC Master Race person? Are you kind of a bit of both? What, what, are, what are some of the games that you, that you kind of play and what consoles do you play them on and stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm definitely console. Um, I don't play PC at all. Um, but my home base, I always say, is PlayStation. So um, anytime there's any sort of game that's uh, like a AAA game that's across the board, um, I'll get it on PlayStation. Um, but really lately, I've been loving my Switch. Um, I mean, who isn't that has one? Yeah. Uh, so I just recently picked up Hollow Knight, and uh, I've been playing the... Can we swear on this? Is this a swearing podcast? Don't don't overdo it. You can swear though if you want. Okay, yeah. I was just gonna play. I've been playing the shit out of that. So I, I'll li- I'll leave it to that then. That's that's my one <laughs> swear word for tonight. It's like, what do you get one swear word when and then it's not PG thirteen anymore? I think that's the whole rule in the movies. But shit's not even really that bad. I thought you were going to drop like no, or something. no, 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 no. I would never. No, that's not me. <laughs> um, but no, the, so um. Yeah, those are really that's my basis on on consoles. That's where I live. And Brett, you don't have a Switch yet, do you? Nope, not yet. How, how's that not possible? You're like the one of the biggest Nintendo nerds I know. I know, and I just have no desire to buy one right now. No desire. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not in the console mood. Right. right. That's all it is. But I I'm becoming. You... I figured you'd want it, always being out on the road and stuff, playing some Mario Kart in the in the cars and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. It's it's on the it's on the, the to do list. It's just I don't know. I just I'm just not there right now with it. I don't know. I've just been putting my money into other things. I think that's really what it is. It's like I have to. I'm saving up for like a new computer. Like, yeah, you know, I don't I don't live by debit anymore or credit. So it's like I actually go by cash. So I actually just save up, and it's just like. 500 bucks for a new console right now or 
a brand new computer. You know, I thought you already bought a new computer, or am I thinking mm -hmm. your laptop? Yeah, I got a new laptop, but now I need a, a new computer. Oh, I see. For some heavier lifting stuff. PC people, whatever. Buy uh, PS4. <laughs> yeah, but your PS4 can't do anything with Photoshop or Illustrator, so. Yeah. I mean, it is a computer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Photoshop, will, Adobe will never support the console. I thought I saw something about um, Switch is getting like a like a comics reader app or something like that. Really? Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I thought I saw something like that. I don't know. Switch doesn't have any app. The one thing that's like really crappy about Switch is it doesn't have like any apps. It doesn't have any cool. It doesn't have Netflix. It doesn't have any of the shit. Um, but it's like portable. So I feel like it should have like some of these. Yeah, I, I I wonder like what the future holds for Switch, like because obviously Reggie's like, oh, we want it to be a gaming machine first, and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, but okay, what after it's become a gaming machine, do you just like stick with it, or you just be like, open the floodgates and it's all the apps, you got Netflix, everything you want, um, like I feel like they have to eventually put Netflix on, even though it's on every device and it doesn't really matter, but you know, wait, Netflix isn't on my Switch? No, no, no there are uh, like no that's apps. Weird. Just games. It doesn't even hmm. the switch doesn't even have a browser. People have managed to kind of like get around that though, because if you kind of re if you reset your I think it's like if you reset your Nintendo account password, it takes you to like a, a browser to do it. And so people can kind of get around that, but it doesn't have like it doesn't have any apps really. It doesn't it doesn't do anything other than like play games and, and shop for games. Uh, and take screenshots, hmm. I guess. Which is fine at the moment because really, I mean, what device you've got like you've got like six around you that you can use for the internet or Netflix or whatever it is, right? For sure. So, so it, it really doesn't matter. <clears throat> I was just hoping to see kind of more expansive, like just to kind of it, it's like really solidified and, and like almost perfected, like this portable gaming, you mm -hmm. know, thing. And I was hoping for like kind of some cool stuff, like how the 3DS had the Street Pass and stuff like that. It doesn't have mm -hmm. anything like kind of neat about it other than like the main functionality that it does like 3ds and vita had like some cool kind of little mini like little things here and there and, and switch isn't like doing that and yeah like a browser and all that crap it, it's all on the phone and and whatnot but uh mm -hmm. it would still be cool if like it had something uh more than just you know games basically but whatever mm -hmm. um this is episode 100 we don't have anything planned we're just going to do neural podcast episodes so We'll go to hype time. Brett? Yeah. Do you have anything to hype? Um, not yet. I'll, I'll know next week for sure, but there will be a Game Dev Drinks in September. We're just trying to figure out the date and who it's going to be. Um, and I guess the other thing we could hype is, I don't know if I'm allowed to hype it, but uh, we have a Game Dev Drinks uh, Discord channel, so you can go and check that out too if you want. Oh, do you? Which yeah. is really, yeah. It's just all about, it's just for the Game Dev Drinks community. So if you want to go there and chat and try and we're trying to organize like a game jam right now and stuff. So we're just doing stuff. The crappy thing about Discord is the invite links aren't nice. You can't say like discord.com slash Canadian game devs and that's like an invite to my server. Yeah, I know. So it's, you gotta like, you gotta like tweet at you or, or, or get it from someone else in the community or something like that. Cause we have, cause yeah, Canadian game devs has a Discord too and it's pretty, pretty good. Um, but it's just mm. like, I can't like promote it like I do the Patreon, patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. Um, yeah, because it doesn't have that unique link. Uh, Tyler, is there any sort of gaming event or anything that you know about that you want to hype up and just kind of give a shout out to? Um, man, I just stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 
no, no, no. Uh, I mean, no, not that I can think of. Um, obviously, there's like a lot of cool stuff that's going to be happening at Fan Expo this year um, that I'm I'm super excited for. Um, but it's just kind of it's it's bigger stuff, um, not so Toronto based or really even Canada based. Um, no, no, nothing I can think of. Cool. Uh, Hand Eye Society is having their Hand Eye Society ball uh, September twenty second mm-hmm. here in Toronto. Tickets are on sale right now. It's the fourth annual thing. I went two years ago. Had a lot of fun. It's good times. And uh, EGLX is uh, surprisingly returning again this year. They, it was like I think it was like in February or something that they had their first uh, like the the last event. So it's happening mm-hmm. October twenty sixth to twenty eighth. And this one's actually going to be downtown Toronto uh, at the Metro Convention Center, which I know was a big complaint of for them last time, which was like out in the middle of nowhere. So. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, and Tyler, I think you and I first met at EGLX like two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, we yeah we did. That was the first place. And then um, I, I I don't remember. Did we did we link up before and then like just happened to run into each other? Or did we meet there? I think you recognize me because I, I stand out. I'm a big bearded dude. So once someone yeah. sees a photo of me, they kind of remember <laughs> me. And I think you just saw me out in a crowd and we and we talked real quick. You were beside yeah. a Spider Man cosplayer, I think too. Okay, yeah, I, I do not remember that. That's <laughs> I, that's messed up. I, I don't know why I remember Spider-Man cosplay, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's where we met. Um, and then from there, obviously, we just... Uh, I, I always follow you on Twitter because I love the, the updates that you give. Um, and then, yeah, we've met a couple times throughout our lives, I guess, at this point. Cool. And so if you're interested in EGLX, the early bird tickets are going on right now. I think like $60 gets you the, the whole weekend, so... Um, you can go to eglx.ca for more. And that's all I got to hype. Um, Brad, I always forget. What do we do? We talk about the games we play, or do we talk about news? Uh, we do news, and then we get into the games because usually we have discussions. All right, there you go. <laughs> news time then. News, news, news. Brought it back for 100th episode. There you go. Far Cry Five: Dead Living Zombies uh, launches October 28th or August 28th. Sorry, this is the last uh, DLC. For for Far Cry, and actually the one that I'm Correct. most excited about, because it had zombies. Because it's zombies, basically. So for, yeah, sorry. Last DLC for Far Cry Five. Um, have either of you what played before it? It was the, uh, it was a Mars DLC. Oh, okay. You, it was like you're like on Mars. It was very Borderlands ish. Like they tried to do like a lot of Borderlands humor, um, mm. and then it's like low gravity, and there's like kind of laser laser weapons and shit like that so this i think is more of a um kind of like shorter like movie-esque things Mm -hmm. that uh you try to get like high scores and stuff like that so they're doing something a little bit different which you know is whatever yeah or it's their their call of duty zombie mode it looks interesting though like just different yeah I mean, that's the one. I'm the, that's what I liked about the Mars one because the Vietnam one was just—it was literally just the same thing. It was just a mm-hmm. smaller map, and they added airstrike, and that was really all they added to the game. Um, whereas the Mars one was like a new kind of area, low gravity, new weapons, new enemies, like new everything. So, I like the Mars one a lot better. Did you guys? Did either of you play Far Cry Five? No, no. I I, I will get around to it eventually. Um, I loved Primal though. I thought Primal was like insanely cool. I like Primal too. Easy Platinum too. Yeah, it definitely was. Yep. There you go, Tyler. What? How many Platinums do you have? I don't know, man. Oh, I just God. play the games. 
Okay, let's see. Um, I think it's probably around like seven. Maybe. What's your What's your PSN? Uh, it's D R I no D R S I R I U S. Doctor Serious. Sort of. The, it, it was an accident. I was testing out PSN names, and I'm a huge Coheed and Cambria fan. Um, and so, like, everything was taken. So I was like, oh, I'm just trying different things to see if it's, like, the green checkmark shows up. And I accidentally hit return, uh, like, enter. And it was like, oh, this is your new PSN name. Um, and it's actually Cyrus. So it was like Dr. Cyrus Amory is one of the characters. And so, but it looks, like, serious. So people, like, on PSN are just like, Dr. Serious, come over here. And I was like, oh, that's the lamest name in the world. So, <laughs> so you know, as soon as I can change it, that's, that's going to be done. I'm seeing five. Uh, no, I'd... I hope we can change our PSNs, but I doubt that'll ever happen. Yeah, uh, that, that'll be big news. Yeah. That'll be a good day. Uh, you have five Platinums. I do? Yeah. Okay, so I was pretty close. Five, seven. I was like, yeah. Maybe I'll and get this... two by the end of the day. and then. What, how many Platinums do you have, Steve? Uh, let's see. This is Steve's favorite part of the show. <laughs> Where we just we talk to, about our trophies. We get to gloat. Yeah, you get to gloat about yeah. your trophies. Let's see, I'm at uh, 52 Platinums. Get a life. Yeah, man, get a life. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll Platinum oh. Bacchamelia too. I just need to beat it on hard mode. Um, Do you even have a girlfriend? <laughs> I'm married, you know this. <laughs> oh, you need a girlfriend then, dude. You've got, you, you got too much free time. Married to your PS4, maybe. <laughs> PS4 is named Mrs. Crane. Yes. <laughs> The mistress. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even that high up, really, when it comes to other people. There's way bigger sure. nerds than me out there. Yeah. But there's but... always there's always a bigger nerd, but that yeah. doesn't make you a small nerd, small time nerd. There, and it makes you you're still up there. Yeah. Appreciate, I appreciate that. Yeah. Number two, Kickstarter plug. Uh, Night of the Blood Moon. This is a little uh, indie game coming out from one dude, uh, Tyler McDermott. I believe his name. Uh, now the Blood Moon is a difficult roguelike where you play as a weaponized nightmare, being up the cute creatures of your dreams. Use unique weapons to demolish the loving manifestations around you as you grow with power. Conquer many imaginative lands and defeat bosses who will challenge your strategy strategies alongside your skill. Yeah. Uh, it looks kind of like a sort of SNES, um, Legend of Zelda SNES style, basically. And I guess look- more, actually, sorry, more accurate, it looks kind of like. Um, What's that? Uh, Looks oh, like Enter, Enter the Gungeon. That's not the game I'm thinking about. It's another indie game. It's a twin six shooter. It's like weird. Has like biblical references to it. Binding of Isaac. No, Binding of Isaac? Yeah. yeah. That's all this looks like. Four out of ten. There you go. <laughs> it uh, it did get successfully pl- uh, pledged though. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. 44, actually, so 44 hours left to go. So by the time most people are going to listen to this, because it goes live for everyone on Tuesday, whereas if you're a patron, you can get it at patreon.com slash early. Uh, it'll probably be already mm-hmm. kind of done and funded and whatnot. So congrats to Tyler on funding his game. That's cool. That's all I got. Um, number three. Uh, the Chaotic Workshop beta is out on Steam right now, uh, but the release is coming out on September 4th. This is like a kind of a colorful, puzzly physics game out on Steam. Uh, it's coming from Vertex Edge Design. Um, mm-hmm. It's only on Steam, so I'm not going to play it. So, Brett? How do you feel um, about I'm looking at the trailer right now. It looks like uh, an, it looks like an old-school Flash game that everyone's played before. I always like the physics like puzzlers, though. Yeah, I, they're, I, they're, I, like, I, 
They're common. Yeah. Um, they're common like iPhone games too. Like when you had to fill yeah. the cup yeah. with water or some shit. Like I always kind of mm-hmm. like those things. Yeah, I am a sucker for these 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 games. I am, but mostly on my mobile phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's where these games should really exist at this point. Oh, actually, I'm mm-hmm. looking at the trailer. It says get it on Google Play and iTunes. So. Oh, that's where it should be. Hey. I'm gonna look this up right now. Do it yeah. on there. And then update the story. I thought you only told me that it was on Steam. Well, you've been lied to. Jesus. No, I probably just didn't. Oh, it is. Oh, it's three dollars on Steam. Or on uh, iPhone. Hmm. Ooh, with a demo. I'm gonna download this right now. There we go, live. Perfect. I got the light version, and then the normal version is only three dollars. <laughs> Sweet. Hmm. And I can't install it because my password's not working. All right. Um, number Next. four. Guacamole 2 is out now on PS4 and Steam. Yep. Boom. Did, did uh, everyone buy it? I bought it. I bought it. Tyler? Uh, not yet. I <laughs> will get around to it eventually. Um, I thought Guacamole 1 was like the dopest game. So um, just when I get time. I just want to actually, I want to give it my time. I don't want to, like, rush through it. I don't want to half play it. I want to actually sit down and play it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out when that is and and do it then. We have, mm-hmm. uh, so after this recording, tonight we'll be recording uh, kind of a spoiler cast. Brett uh, Brett and I and um, and another uh, person, Jason Canem, who was a developer on the first game, and then made Wave the Pacifist. Um, so he's like mm-hmm. Box Studios. So he's just a big fan of the game. Uh, so he's beating it. I think he's gotten the platinum, like 100%. It. I beat it. Uh, I beat it last night, 100%. I just need to replay it on hard. And then Brett, mm-hmm. you said that you're like halfway done. Yep. I'm not, yeah, definitely just beyond. Yeah, just past the halfway mark. I mean, overall. Can I get, oh, what's up? No, I was, I was just going to say, can I get like a non spoilery like review in a sentence that's not like four out of 10? <laughs> uh it's really great um it's i like the first one more it's certainly from it certainly doesn't do that much different uh it doesn't really expand that much on like what the what worked in the mm-hmm. first game which isn't necessarily a bad thing you know um um it has some moment like it has some save like it. What, one what? line only steve oh, one, one line, line only fine it's good not as good as the first one Okay, <laughs> and to be honest, four out of ten is exactly the perfect review for this for me because it's exactly what Steve said. So it's it's a four out of ten. You, Same <laughs> shit, just a number two on it. You so. know when you give it every game a four out of ten, it kind of leaves, leaves the meaning. Of no, the, it means exactly what it means. <laughs> the been there, played it. it. All right, whatever. Been there, played it. Um, so. but it's it's all like if you like the first one, like there, it doesn't stray yeah. away from from the first game at all. Um, yeah. It, it kind of hugs and, and, and cradles it and just kind of expands on it a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this nostalgia and, and the warmth of a, something that's familiar is totally understandable. But at the same time, the way I judge how uh, good a game is, is if it's, uh, if it tells me something I've never heard before and if it shows me something I've never seen before. Mm. So, a lot of the time, that's how I see games. Um, but like I said, obviously, if it's something that's familiar and, and warm feeling, yeah, I can get behind that sometimes. Like, I'm never going to say that about Mario game. It's like, Mario's Mario, and I'm going to like it. Yeah. Uh, but with a title like this, if I've played it before, if it feels too familiar, I, I don't know how much I'm actually going to like it. 
Hmm. Even if it is like technically sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. it I would like to chime in on this, but I'm saving it for the next podcast. I'm, yeah, I'm saving yeah. all my guacamole talk. But. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I had a lot of fun with it. I I really really liked it. There's, I certainly have my gripes with it. Um, but I mean, it's well worth the twenty dollar. It's well, like, I, I I loved playing it. Like, it was a lot of fun. It was just, like, it just has minor gripes, and it's just, like, isn't as good or memorable as the first one. Like, the first one was really unique, and, and this one is just kind of more of the same, so. Cool. Uh, but it's out now on PS4 and Steam, and I'm assuming that's going <clears> to... <throat> I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do next, but I'm assuming it's they're, like, first it's just going to be ported to Xbox One and, and Switch and whatnot. Um, but I, I am curious if we'll get some DLC for it, like we did with the first one, so. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, another game came out on Tuesday that was that was kind of from Ontario. This one's from all the way from Ottawa. Uh, pizza Titan Ultra is out on PS4. It's you play as a pizza delivering robot. Um, I haven't played it myself. I'm, this is the next game I want to pick up. But uh, that's out now. It's from um, mm. Break, the Breakfall who who made the Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. First Star Wars game, I guess. Yeah. So I haven't picked this one. Tyler, Brad, have you picked this one up or not? Or no? If it's not on Steam, no. I didn't even know it was coming out yet, to be honest. I don't think it's on Steam. Yeah, if it's not on Steam, then no. But I actually, I knew this game was in development, but I totally forgot. I didn't, like, I didn't, I forgot about it, and I didn't even, didn't even hear anything about it coming out, like, on a Saturday. Well, that's my bad. It's out. It's out on Steam, sorry. Mm, should update the... Mm. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> no, it came out on... Oh, it came out on Steam. Oh, I, I don't know. I might have dropped the ball on this one. It came out on Steam on April 25th. Well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> you mean we could have been playing Pizza Titan Ultra on Steam this whole time? But you had to be playing on PC, and then you'd just be a nerd, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Steve, okay. our audience needs to know the news, like, perfectly. I don't remember. I didn't know that this came out early. I'm kind of blown away yeah. and a little ashamed right now. This is, it, you know what? This this is fitting for the 100th episode <laughs> to have a, a Steve error <laughs> be brought up live and addressed. I'm just going to edit I, this whole portion out. <laughs> when in doubt, blame Brett. Hey, look there in big caps and bolded. This game is best played with a controller. There you go. Duly noted. Yeah, you, you can get controllers for your PC, Steve. Yeah. Welcome to 2018, dog. It's just a PlayStation 4 controller, isn't it? I use an Xbox controller. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I use that for my Xbox. Yeah, Xbox controller is a little bit more superior. Just a mm. little bit. Mm. I don't know. They're, they're, to me, they're like equivalent, actually. Just a little bit. What makes it more superior? Just, just it feels nice and form fitting in my hand. Hmm. Like it's just bigger because I have a bigger hand. I, I don't know about you, but I have a big hand, so I like that. Bigger hands than you, dude. We we both have pretty big lunchbox <laughs> hands, but I like the Xbox controller because it's just a little bit bigger and fits my hand better compared to the PlayStation controller. That's that's really it. It's just form fitting for me. That's fair. I can accept that. I don't really Thanks. have anything to rebuttal about. No problem. Number seven <laughs> or six. That. Number seven or six. I forget. <laughs> Uh, Assassin's uh, Creed Odyssey trailers dropped because of Gamescom uh, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey is being developed over in Montreal so now I can write about them 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was because Game Com, Gamescom happened. I'm still trying to figure out all the different Canadian studios and whatnot. Today I put up on the site the Vancouver studios on the on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so even so, even like the Coalition who made the late, latest Gears of War, I didn't know it was like made in Canada. So that's cool. But anyways, Assassin's Creed Odyssey new trailers shows up new characters. Um, Brad, I know you're kind of excited about that. But Tyler, yeah. are you are you Assassin's Creed guy at all or no no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I respect it. Um, I think for the most part, they're they're well made. Um, I just think they tell kind of boring stories. Um, even Assassin's Creed 2, which is kind of hailed as like the holy grail of, of Assassin's Creed in a lot of people's eyes, I just didn't get. Um, but I will say Assassin's Creed 1, uh, playing that was like a, like an experience I'll never forget. Not because it was like the greatest game, but because uh, it was one of the f- most fun times. That's not even grammatically correct. Like, that's not correct. What is that? <laughs> one of the yeah most fun times. Is that? That's right, right? Funnest, Can I speak English? Funnest the funnest time? times um, was actually like moving in that game. Uh, it was mm. the most fun I've had since Spider-Man 2. Um, oh, just going through the crowds and stuff? Yeah, and like climbing the buildings and jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Uh, like I said, it was it was the most fun I've had just moving in a game since Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for yeah. the for the next Spider Man? Now that you mentioned Spider Man. Oh yeah, it looks it looks really good. Yeah, you, that's, that was, that didn't sound genuine at all. No, no, totally no. I'm I'm super pumped for that. Like I think um, I think well, Insomniac Games is awesome, um, and so I think from what I see, the trailers really show off a really cool story um mechanics i got i love the first trailer they put out the second one um it looked a little rough um but i i'm sure it's going to be like a super polished game everything i hear so far is like super positive so yeah. i'm pumped to be honest I, i've been on kind of media blackout um for it so like i saw the e3 trailers and and then i haven't i haven't paid attention to anything spider-man since then so Oh, okay. So let me tell you exactly what's happened so far. So <laughs> no, uh, this is, I'll just get you up to speed. No, that's okay. Don't worry about that. Brett. Okay. Yo. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Have you beaten Origins yet? Origins yet? I'm almost there. I Well, I, I had to stop for Guacamelee plus work. So once I'm done Guacamelee T, I'll be back and finishing it up. And then I think you said on the last podcast, like, you're you're not that excited for Odyssey, are you? I'm like I'm really on the fence with it. I'm fifty fifty. I'm gonna buy it, but I'm not like excited. Mm. You know, just because of what I've read about it, where like, oh, this isn't an assassin game, blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh god. The I didn't add it to the story, but they did say that assassin there won't be an Assassin's Creed in 2019. Um, so they're taking. They're oh, taking so this is the last one. Okay. Well, I'm sure the series will continue past 2019, but yeah, 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 yeah a, but... a break or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm down with that if this is the the break because I'm sure this game's gonna be so bloated, so just like, just like Origins is. Yeah, oh, God, Origins. <laughs> like I said before, Origins is just a slog right now. That's why I'm glad Guacamelee Two came out. <laughs> Give me a break from that game. That's fair. <sighs> yeah, don't sound too excited. All right, that's it for the no, news. I, I was just gonna say, I hope Origins does not have a trophy. For beat it with female and beat it with male. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, that would drive me nuts. Oh, Odyssey, you mean? Yeah, for Odyssey, yeah, sorry, that would suck. Can you be? Oh, you can choose your person at the start. Yeah, yeah you can choose your sex in Odyssey. You can be a f- male or female. 
wow, does that change the story? Like, is it basically two games, or does that change it at all? Or no clue. I think it's mostly used for the that custom like voice shit that they're doing, the voice trees and the dialogue stuff. Uh, the dialogue tree, whatever. Yeah, I think it's mostly yeah. going to be used for that. I don't know any. I don't really know anything about Spartan history, but I would imagine that male Spartans and female Spartans had kind of different paths in well, life. I don't know. Yeah, the female Spartan stayed at home. I mean, I only saw three hundred. That's basically my extent of 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 knowledge of from that area. But uh, you know, Ubisoft always has like always just makes up bullshit history, anyways. <laughs> so. This is a fantasy world of Sparta. There is no... <laughs> this is just bullshit. So are these the two characters? Cassandra and Alexis? I'll be honest. I didn't actually like yeah. watch any of these. These are like the two main characters? Yep. Okay, so it's not Which like is, you're, it's... you're not creating your character. You're just picking either the male or the female character. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that makes me think that it will be like kind of slightly different stories. Hope not. I don't want to play this twice. Well, I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I, this should be a bet. We should we should oh, no. back, back in October if there's going to be a trophy for being as as uh, both of them. I'm saying there isn't, but I I have a feeling there will be. Hmm. No, they won't do it. No, they won't do it. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. <laughs> okay, I'm so lost on the story. Is it still like continuing from the numbered games? No. No. I mean, Origins is the, is like was the start of it. Like the like it ends. I don't want to spoil it for Brett, but basically I don't care. Okay, basically the two main people in in Origins are the start of of the assassins. They organize, yeah, and one of them goes to um, like Italy, basically, or Rome, and the and then the other one stays in Egypt and stuff. And they start the like assassins order. I don't know, like. I don't know anything about this game really or the story, and I don't know how it connects to Dead. Like Desmond's been gone for like five games, mm-hmm. now, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, it doesn't connect him at all. So they've just essentially rebooted it. Like they just started. Yeah, or- Origins is the reboot technically. That's what people call it. I mean, I mean, this... I... sorry, Tyler. Like... No, I was just gonna say, I, like, I completely understand why because one. The longer you keep the story going, the lo- the harder it is to kind of make it all make sense. And then also, too, from a business standpoint, every time you put a number in a game, like Assassin's Creed 7, then less people are going to be inclined to buy it because it's like, oh, shit, I didn't play the last six games. Like, I'm not going to jump in now. But when it's like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah, sure. It's like, you don't know. You just jump in. It's just a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, this game takes yeah. place before Origins. Origins takes place yeah. in 49 to 47 B.C., yeah, Odyssey's before Origins. That's why think, they're saying Odyssey is not an Assassin's Creed game. Like it has, it's not tied to the Assassin's franchise at all. That's what they're saying. The game is set in 431 BCE, 400 years prior to the events of the Assassin's Creed Origins. It recounts the secret fictional history of the Peloponnesian War, which was fought between the city-states of ancient Greece. The player takes on the role of mercenary and will be able to fight for either Athens or Delian League of the some league led by Sparta. As with previous games of the series, Odyssey features a narrative set in the modern day and follows Lala Hassan, who was first introduced in the Origins. Oh, so you're playing... Oh, okay, I see. I guess. Mm-hmm. But, so I guess that's how they're connected. They're creating this this new girl, Lila, who was in the, first, in the Origins game. And now it's like, now she's just kind of taking some history lessons, I guess. Just chilling. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't so, care how it's connected. 
So if you're an Assassin's Creed fan like Brett is, huge fan, you must be super psyched. But anyways, this game comes out in October <laughs> um, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So boom, that's the news. Yay. We did uh, it. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. Uh, might as well talk about the games that we've been playing. Brett and I have been playing Guacamelee too, so I kind of wanted to, and we're going to have a special podcast with that. Um, so check out iTunes or Google or SoundCloud or whatever for that if you're interested. It's a spoiler cast, but I guess... Brad, have you been playing anything else other than Guacamelee and, and Assassin's Creed? Yeah, actually, yes, I have. <laughs> there you go. What have you been playing? Um, shoot, it's a mobile game. Um, I okay. This it's not even a game. Okay, it's a coloring book, <laughs> but it's like a it's like a pixel art coloring book. So like you just color in the pixels for like a coloring book in a sense. And like I saw this old lady playing it on the bus, and I'm like that that wouldn't be too bad to play on the bus. So then I, I hunted it down, and I've been playing it quite a bit. Like, whenever I'm just sitting around waiting for something, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to paint in one of these pixel arts. And, uh, yeah, it's such a good time waster. <laughs> What's it called? I think it's just called Pixel Art. I think that's really the name of it. Oh my and my, God, phone's, right my phone's not near me right now, but that's all it is. You just color in pixels. Yeah, that's the, that's the gist of the game. Color by so. number? Uh, no, let me. I'll go find it while you continue talking. Right. Tyler, what games have you been playing lately? Um, well, I've been catching up on a lot of games. Um, so, what have I been playing? Um, a lot of Star Wars Battlefront Two, actually. Oh, random. Yeah, too super random. Um, just because I didn't get it when it first came out, because I was occupied with whatever other game that was out at that time, and then obviously with the controversy, uh, I just kind of stayed clear. And then I picked it up for super cheap, and then um, they've kind of ironed everything out at this point. Like it's a fun experience. Like I'm, I haven't run into any issues, um, so I, I, I'm just really enjoying playing that. Um, I was a huge fan of the first one, actually. Um, I, I didn't get a lot of the criticism. I think a lot of people were just being a little, a little sour about whatever they thought this game was going to be that's their ex- expectations and they didn't live up to it and it's their own fault for thinking that mm-hmm. um i mean i get the whole dlc part about that but um how there's like a crap load of dlc and then the game wasn't that big yeah but um but no, no i've been playing stars battlefront 2 i love it um hollow knight um on my switch uh but i also picked up rumbo uh finally it's physical now it's out on uh, the physical cartridge Which, did you for get Switch. The, oh, you got the Switch version? The Switch version, yeah. Nice. Cool. And, um, and then Minecraft. I've been playing some Minecraft actually on the Switch. Uh, it's a great platform for it. Hmm. And then um, I, I, the one constant that I've just had all summer is Mario Tennis. I love that game. It's so good. Oh, I've been, I've been kind of eyeing it because Heather's kind of down with that too. She looks at it and... It's, we're kind of thinking about it, and the thing with Nintendo games is they never go on sale, so I'm like, no, no, they won't. So it's not like I can like wait a couple months and it'll be cheaper or anything like that. So I've been kind of eyeing that one, but I heard it didn't really have that much content. It, like, it kind of was lacking content, but I guess they've patched it or, or like, how yeah, do you feel I, about the amount of stuff in it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's Mario Tennis, so I'm just like just a character hitting a ball back and forth. I mean, I don't know how much content you're really looking for. Um, so there's like, there's an adventure mode. It's, it's fine. It's really just a a super long tutorial. Um, but then the online mode, just really, if you, if you dig the game, then you can play for hours at a time. Right. Um, 
there there's two main modes that you can do. Uh, there's standard, uh, which is like the new crazy power-up one. It's like almost like a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got a certain amount of energy, and you can use it towards like you doing special shots or slowing uh, the ball down or whatever it is. Uh, and then you can just do simple mode, which is just back and forth, classic Mario Tennis stuff, mm. uh, which is what I typically play because I'm OG and I love Mario Tennis 64. That's one of my favorite games of all time. So uh, I'm just excited to jump back into it and, and just keep playing. Is there... So, um... Is it like, are you playing mostly by yourself or are you playing with others online or, or in the same oh. room or? Oh yeah, definitely mostly online. That's, I would say like 95% of what I do on that game. Right. Um, I, I beat the adventure mode in like, I don't know, a few hours. Uh, it's, it's nothing too crazy. And then um, it's actually kind of difficult in some parts, but nothing mm-hmm. you can't, nothing that I don't think you two could handle. I'm a fan or of Mario Tennis. Or couldn't handle. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I liked uh, I liked Mario Tennis on sixty four. That's that's and on GameCube. There's a GameCube one, I think, too. Yeah, I think that there's a Wii U one too. And um, guys, I was playing Mario Tennis on virtual reality. Oh, jeez. On on Virtual Boy. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I think I played a demo of that, like in Zellers in nineteen ninety seven or whatever the hell that was. That's, and that was the day you burned to redness. Dude, you know what? Like, I know a lot of people said that their eyes hurt. Mine never hurt playing that, and I played for hours. So I think my eyes are just fucked. <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just naturally screwed, so there's nothing really yeah. to screw over. There's nothing I could fix or screw over, so. Yeah, never ever had the experiences of, like, headaches or anything like that. Maybe it was just because it was the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> Mario Tennis. I forgot that. I forgot about the Virtual Boy version of that. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, even Nintendo kind of just forgets about the Virtual Boy. So I don't know. It was that's that's I where, think on purpose. Yeah. 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 That's where don't... Mario Tennis started. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it was it was awesome. Like I don't know. I remember playing it quite fondly. Hmm. Um. Yeah. You kind of Tyler. You kind of caught me looking on Amazon right now at, at Mario Tennis. Oh. Oh, do it! No, seriously, what's holding you back? Yeah, Tell what's holding you back? What's Steve? holding you back? Money, mostly. Uh, uh, that's nothing. Yeah, you'll get money in the future. <laughs> what's what's more important? It's my dog happiness? barking in the background, by the way. Happiness or money, Steve? Let me check with. Uh, well, the two are kind of related. Let me check with. Let me check with the wife. See if she wants to play it. Yeah, make sure her I'm... buy it. Yeah. <laughs> her money is my money. That's how. That's how marriage works. Uh, oh, oh yeah. what? Is that how that works? That, everything's shared. Really? Yeah, joint account and everything, bro. Oh, that's that's crazy. That's the whole point. That's what you that's what you sign up for. Oh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no, it's good. I love it. Um, so if you make a million dollars, it's her million dollars. Well, it's our million dollars. Oh. oh man. Hey, man, do you that's... do you yeah do you forfeit the right to live like a bachelor in terms of like you know eat eat over the sink uh, so you don't dirty a plate. Yeah, and like those types of things, like no, that's specifically our relationship's not like that. I drink out of the car and shit. Heather's not that type of girl. So awesome. how often do you get to just walk around naked then? Like I don't know. Most of the um, I, I I've never been a naked walker at home person, but but chilling in the boxers. Mm. Interesting. Do I really Interesting. have to explain to you too the the, the 
the standing of marriage in this country. It's not. It's I'm not just like a gym I'm just cell. trying to. I'm just trying to figure out the joys of marriage right now. You're not. You're not selling me. So. What do you mean? You know? Walking around in your underwear you to eat over the sink. And I guess since you don't have a child, that means you don't have a house robe yet. Because no, like once you're a dad, you need a house robe, like a nice. Yeah, you can't just have robe. a boxer dong just hanging out all the time. <laughs> well, if I have a robe, it means that I'm like a porn star, basically. So I don't have a robe. Oh. No. Okay. Maybe I should get a robe then. There you go. Yeah, I need a robe. What am I doing? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how we got onto that topic, Brett. <laughs> what was the name of that Pixel game? It's actually just called Pixel Art. It's on Google Play, so I don't know. That's all it's called. Oh, just really? Look it up, Pixel Art. Yeah. When I search that though, it's like this build by the numbers game comes up. Mm, I don't know. I'll I'll send you a link. See if uh, I well, can I'm find. Well, I'm not on your punk ass android shit so well you know what android's where it's at dog i guess hey so speaking of android um fortnite is not releasing their game on the google play store yeah but they're releasing it on android though yeah so what do you have to do how do you install it it'll just well it's probably just run it off their off the browser right and just get the uh install off the browser and then just hard put it right onto your hard drive of your phone that's what i'm assuming Games can do. That. I don't know. Well, yeah, just huh. no one's ever done it. Have they said why? Um, no, no one actually. No one's asked them. I think. No, didn't they say that they basically just don't want to give thirty percent to Google? That would be the proper answer, right? Because that's that's the only explanation I could think of. But they're like the first per- people to do it, like with a known title too. Like that's the main interesting thing about it, right? Because like. No one else has done it. Like Hearthstone hasn't even done it, so that's that's the part that kind of baffles me. <clears throat> is uh is PUBG on Android? Uh, I think it's on it's on something. It has to be on Android. It's on it's on iOS, but yeah, I think it's on Android too. I think I saw a couple. I think a couple comedians play it when they're sitting around waiting for people. So I think it's there. Interesting. Yeah, the whole that whole thing is pretty interesting that they're just like, yeah, screw you, Google. And Google's, well, there's nothing Google can do about it. Well, they, they really. opened their phones to, to be able to do this. Well, it's not really their phones. It's a Samsung phone, whatever, right? They've, so, they've opened up their their uh, OS to basically just all yeah. this. Yeah, but I think you can actually probably get around the OS even if they said no, because you can still do whatever you want to the phone. So... I'm not 100 percent sure with that because I'm not like a phone hacker or anything, but I don't know. Can you? Can I get? Can I? Can I download it on my Raspberry Pi? Can I play it off my Raspberry Pi? <laughs> I don't know. What about my Ouya? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about Ouyas. <laughs> that was a good a, time. Did you have a Ouya? I wanted one. I wanted one too. Just because I knew it was going to be a massive failure. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want this just to have it to like have it as a centerpiece when people walked into my apartment instantly. Like the first thing they saw was an Ouya and they just go like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I go, you don't need to and walk away. And it's a, it's a great conversation piece. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What was that Microsoft uh, thing that they had? The uh, Zune. Oh, that was for, like a music thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like their music thing that also was supposed to be for apps and stuff, too. Right. And it never took off. <laughs> Zoom is, Zoom is I had a Zoom. I had a Zoom. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Before it I like, never took off. <clears throat> Their Kickstarter raised eight point five million dollars. What? 
Ouyas. Oh my. What was that when they showed up at like E3 and they were just in the parking lot and like nobody showed up to their. Didn't That's... that happen? From no. Yeah, the Ouya, they, they, they showed up in the parking lot because they didn't have a booth inside. And, like, nobody went out to their truck or whatever it was. <laughs> That's really? hilarious. I don't know. I know uh, EA has been um, kind of just... Because where, where E3 is, like, that LA Convention Center, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of mm-hmm. shit around it as well. And, I, and the year that I went, like, two years ago, there was still, like, EA stuff. Like, EA had a truck and, and all this shit, like, outside. But because yeah. it was so... There's just a lot of crap there. Like people knew where to go, mm-hmm. uh, so they kind of just raise it. So Ouya was the eighth most uh, funded project. Interesting on uh, on Kickstarter. What's hmm. number one? Pebble Time. Is awesome, that a watch? Awesome smartwatch. Yeah, it's okay. the Pebble. Twenty million dollars. I think that's Canadian too. The Pebble. Uh, I think I could be wrong. I don't see. Oh wait, history. No, I don't know. Where's Mighty Number no. Nine on there? Uh, extreme failure. Pebble Two. Yeah. Tabletop. Whoa, a tabletop game was number four. I'm only looking at the top ten, and Uya is the only one that's a video game. So, hmm. um, Tyler. Yes. Tell me about Hollow Knight. Oh, um, yeah. So it's kind of like this kind of cartoony, stylized, uh, roguelike game. Uh, Also kind of Castlevania-like. I'm not super deep into it that I can tell you, like, exactly about it because I'm just kind of uncovering everything. Uh, I actually downloaded it this morning, but I've been playing so much of it today. Um, So it's... I don't know what I can say without kind of giving it away because there's a lot of there's a lot of joy in the mystery of it. Um, so obviously, as you kind of dig deeper into the the world, uh, you're going to meet new characters, you're going to develop new skills. Sounds like a video game, probably, um, basically. But um, I heard, all it's, you di- need to I heard it's difficult. Yeah, it's super hard. Yeah. Now, so this is something that uh, I've been kind of thinking about, basically with Guacamelee, but also just like other games is like. Super Meat Boy is like a difficult platformer, but the difficulty is kind of just like strange because you just start over right away, instantly, within mm-hmm. half a second. And so the difficulty doesn't have that same like stress that like Dark Souls does or even like Ninja Gaiden or something back in the day when like if you died, you kind of, there was like consequence, sure. right? And so that's what I'm wondering about Hollow Knight and, and these other games because it's like, Guacamelee, and I'll, and I'll discuss this on the podcast stuff, so I don't want to go too deep into specifically Guacamelee, but it had its difficult parts, but it's like you just start over right away. And to me, it just gets, it's more annoying than anything. Like, it just kind of gets, like, frustrating and stuff, and you end up dying. You mean when you start right away? You, you don't like that? Well, just those platforming sections and stuff, because, like, it's, the difficulty doesn't seem like it's real difficulty, because you just, when you die, there's no consequences, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Mm, okay, and I'm wondering if Hollow Knight kind of follows in that same thing because it's after yeah. you're like because now I'm just kind of like tired of those games like I'm, I'm like I'm I want to take a break from that kind of style for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like uh, it, it, it there there's a, a punishing element to it. Um, if you don't find a rest spot, then 
you're going to start back where you the last rest spot you were. Um, and if that was far, then that sucks. Um, and so you're going to lose all your coins. You're going to lose everything that you have essentially other than maybe your abilities or your, um, items that you've collected. So, um, it's a basic roguelike. Yeah. So, um, there's no surprises there. Uh, I think really where it shines is it's kind of macabre feeling and, and just, just sense of darkness uh it's really kind of unique um and it, it, it's uh, like it exists within its own world uh there's not a whole lot like it um and that's where you know really the the best part of the game is is in its stylistic aesthetic right mm-hmm. do you think it's, it's do you think it's worth picking up or oh yeah it's like that? yeah it's like 11 dollars right now so I mean, mm-hmm. it's not you're not gonna break in the bank or anything like that. Um, so, I mean, I know it's on Steam. Brad, have you played it? I've been. It's on my wish list. It's on my. I have two games before it that I'm gonna get mm-hmm. before I get into that one, but it's on my to do list because yeah, it looks dope. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games that like it doesn't. It's not revolutionary and it's not gonna blow your mind, but at the same time, like you're gonna have a good time playing it. Mm-hmm. It looks like a four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, very much so. Brett, can you remind the audience what games aren't a 4 out of 10? Hulk um, Hogan's main event. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, they're all... Well, you have to be like... Uh, it'd be like Mario 64 is a, never a 4 out of 10. It's always a 10 out of 10. Holy crap, Hulk Hogan's main event would actually... Uh, 4 out of 10 would actually be higher than its Metacritic. Oh, my. Yeah. Which is 26 out of... Or 26%. Yeah, the new game, they're making a sequel to Hulk Hogan's main event. You just start, like, you just use racial slurs and you get to choose which ones you want. <laughs> oh. just, just like, it's like, just to choose your own adventure. It's like... Wait, is Hulk Hogan racist? Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing there. He got, like, he got taken out of the WWE Hall of Fame and, like, scrubbed from their network. And, like, yeah, he got... A, there was, like, some... Essentially, there was a tape of him using the N-word and stuff like that and big court battle and... You missed where, it. You're living under a rock, clearly. Where have you not been? Not the rock, but a rock. <laughs> yeah. How did you not know this? I had no idea. Oh, my. Was that from the, the Gawker stuff when he... Uh, yeah, Part I of it, it, yeah. I think it, I think it was birthed out of that yeah. whole thing. Gawker's the one who leaked the video, yeah. and then Hogan sued them and all that stuff, so yeah. And then he teamed up with uh, some rich guy, right, to take them down, basically? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which that's also a whole different story, because like uh, that guy who he teamed up with was I think he was in the closet like he hasn't he didn't come out as gay yet and Gawker exposed it and it, yes yes yeah and then the guy was like oh I'll get my revenge it was like a total revenge play for this guy and he backed Hogan paid all the stuff and then Hogan won because of this guy really it's like a, it's freaking crazy <laughs> I think there's a like, Netflix. Uh... Uh, documentary mm-hmm. thing on it as well. I think, yeah, I think so. I, I haven't watched that yet, but that's pretty much the Cole's notes of it. Is like Gawker screwed over people, and then they got got. Yeah, so they just screwed over the wrong dude. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. Fair. Brad, is there anything else uh, that you want to talk about or mention or anything like that? Uh, nope, nothing that I can mention right now. So if if people want to know where I am, yeah, where are you at? Where are you at? Where I'm at, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, follow me there. I'm at Brett Meeser. You can check out my uh, show on YouTube called You Don't Know Me Yet. 
which is uh, all about my adventures of being a stand-up comedian, and sometimes I talk about topics as well. So, and episode 15 will be out tomorrow. You've been going a little, uh, a little uh, six-year-old woman on Facebook recently, I must say. You're just posting shit, like, all the time, just all these random status updates and all these thoughts. It's very, it's, like, all the same stuff that, that, like, I just see, like, these old people posting who don't have anything else to do but just post on Facebook. You just gotta... Um... How do you feel about that? Yeah. Well, see, for me, as someone who's uh, trying to become a comedian, I'm just putting out ideas and thoughts and seeing what I can work with them, you know? And see what people attach themselves to sometimes as you can see if you look at my stuff on facebook i get a lot of people conversing so i'm saying the right things however twitter not so much twitter is just a weird void i don't care for it so yeah sometimes twitter like yeah yeah i just (laughs) i don't care about twitter so uh and uh tyler if people want to know who you are where you're at where can they follow that and stuff yeah, so you can follow at Tyler Talks Games. That's just my uh, normal handle. Um, and then you can catch Digital Circus on Rogers TV every Sunday night at 10.30 and a whole bunch of other times. Uh, but I know 10.30 for sure, so check that. Check your local listing. Cool. And uh, CanadianGameDevs.com is the is the website. Go to SoundCloud.com slash CanadianGameDevs to follow or whatever you do on SoundCloud. Uh, and Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. They get the show uh, a couple days early. It helps fund the site and all that good stuff. Um, thanks, guys. Episode 100. There you go. In thanks books. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. No problem, man. Bye, everyone. Peace. Peace.